0: Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. Is to say, no, that's just not going to happen. This is what God says will happen. And he dismisses what God had said. Anyone else ever do something like this, like Peter? You read the Word, you hear someone share from the Word, and you come, that's not right, no, that doesn't apply to me, no. We just dismiss what the Word says. But it's clear that this is going to happen because Jesus said it was going to happen. I think Peter's mistake is that he didn't listen to what Jesus was saying. He immediately stood up and said, No, I'm not going to desert you. We've got to pay attention to what the word says. We've got to pay attention to what Jesus says to us. When we read the scriptures, are we listening to actually grow and mature and be transformed, or are we listening to argue? Are we listening to try and uh, bend it towards our own lives to fit our own agenda to to make things sound good or or to to kind of you know make ourselves feel good? Uh, I think sometimes if you if you're every time you open the Bible and you walk away just thinking, oh God God's God's word just loves me, you might be if He does love you. But if the word is always just agreeing with you and your way of thinking and your way of doing things, you may be reading it from your perspective rather than allowing his word to shape and change us, trying to read from our own perspectives into it. And Peter dismisses the word of God and he misses the why of God. Because Jesus actually told him, even though this is going to happen, there's purpose in it. Even though this is, this is going to happen, there, there is a plan that God is outworking through this. Uh, I, I kind of get into those conversations at times where, where people are just like, no, God, how could God say that? How could God do that? Why, I don't believe that, that God could do that without actually getting to why it's there or why he has said it. Because the why is really important. It wasn't just a full stop. You guys are going to desert me. Even though Peter heard only that part of it, or it seemed like he heard only that part of it, there was a purpose in it. So I would submit rather than dismissing the word and and saying, no, 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 not me, never me, never me. Everyone else might, but not me. Peter's disposition towards Jesus' word, it would have been better to lean in and say, really, God? We're going to desert you? I, I don't want to. My heart is that I, 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 I don't want to ever leave you. God, can you show me why? Can you can you walk with me through it? If if that's what I have to go through, then would you sustain me in the mid, middle of it? Rather than arguing with him about what he's saying and why he's saying what he says. So the first thing there is, is be careful not to dismiss God's word and... Not miss his why as well. I'll tell you what happens if if, if we do this. Prayer becomes a battle of the wills. It becomes a battle of our will versus God's will. It's like, this is what's happening, Jesus says. And we try and fight against it. We try and battle with what he said. We try and... Prayer becomes about kind of trying to get the upper hand on God... To make him either change what he said, or we just stand in Peter's stance and say, no, not me, never. Whereas prayer should be an agreement of will, not a battle of will. We see this later in the, in the Gethsemane where Jesus is like, not my will, but yours be done. He submits the will, and that's what prayer is. It's not me trying to twist God with my emphatic stance that no, no. It's about me aligning my will with his will and agreeing with what he says and then walking in obedience what he says, sustained by the grace that he gives with what he says. So he dismisses it. No, not me. I will never leave you, Jesus. Here's the the next thing that we see uh, Peter do. Peter swore that he would never leave Jesus. Then he swore that he never knew Jesus. Isn't it funny that in just a couple of verses, the disposition of Peter's heart changes. And the declaration of Peter's mouth changes even more. He swore that he did not know him. When when, when Jesus was brought out... You actually read it in, that, in Mark. It says that he swore cursed himself and said, if, I, if I'm lying here, then I'll be cursed. I do not know him when Jesus is brought out, when he sees him and they're, and they're challenging him. Hey, you're one of them. You're one of those Galileans. You, are, you, you were with him. And he's like, no, I don't even know him. I don't even know him. Peter swore, a curse on me if I'm lying. I don't know this man you're talking about. And immediately the rooster crowed the second time, just as Jesus said it was going to happen. Exactly like he said. And so one minute we see Peter swearing that is his eternal allegiance to Jesus. I'm not going anywhere. I'm never, ever going, Jesus. Jesus. And then just a few hours later, we see him swearing, I don't even know him. I, I, I don't know him. So what happened in the middle there? Can I suggest to us, we got to be careful whose strength we try to stand on. So when, 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 when Peter's like, I'm not going anywhere, I can tell you he is standing and declaring based on his own strength. Rather than on God's. Don't try to stand on your own word. Stand on God's word. We, we want to stand on His word. A proverb sixteen eighteen says, "Pride goes before destruction, and haughtiness before a fall." He was adamant. He was like, "That's never going to happen to me." Maybe everyone else here, but not me. And we can see that there's this element of pride in Peter's declaration. Because it's I focused I won't. I won't. I won't. He's based upon his own strength. Here's a word from Paul in Ephesians 6. He says, a final word. Be strong in who? Be strong in yourselves, people. No. Be strong in the Lord and in whose mighty power? In his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Rest in His strength. Rest in His grace. I I, I feel to challenge us even as a church to be careful what we declare in and of ourselves. Now, we've heard in the last few weeks, we've been talking that there is a time coming when the church is going to experience greater persecution. Where do we see that idea? In the Bible. And who says it? God. So let's not dismiss it, okay? But let's agree with what he's saying and then ask him for the grace in the midst of it. So my prayer is not, Jesus, don't do that because he's already said he's going to do it. Our prayer is, Lord, as that happens, would you sustain me with the grace that I need in that moment? We want to stand on his words, know what he says, and allow his strength to be our strength. Maybe you've seen it before. You know, Christians who we would look at like Peter, I reckon the other guys were like, "Well, Peter is like so cool. He's like the super Christian. He's not going anywhere. You know, the other guys might have been thinking, I might be deserting him, but uh, he could be right here. When Jesus says, you guys are going to desert, desert him, some of them might have been thinking, you know what, I've been thinking about that lately. It's getting a bit tough. But Peter's like, no. And they probably look at Peter like, man, he's so strong. Peter is like the strongest Christian we've got. If we're going into battle, we're sending Peter. You know? And you look at people who make these bold stands, but then two, three years later, it's like, where are they? Where, where did they go? Maybe it was just their pride, or maybe it was just they were standing on their own strength rather than being desperate for God's grace. I think that's the difference is that, that that is what will sustain us over the long term. If you want to try and stand alone in your own strength, then then you might come undone. But here's the grace in it, right? Here's the grace. Jesus tells them this so that they know what's happening. <laughs> is that not grace? So they're not surprised, but they know that in the midst of it, he's He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. They can call on Him. They'll walk with Him. His presence will be there. And He's giving them an encouragement that this is going to uh, you know, happen. So I think sometimes it's in that. It's not just standing on what you, your, your declaration. It's resting in Him. It's positioning yourself in Him. It's drawing on the grace that He has for that day. Now, you know, when it comes to, I'm going to make a stand for Jesus, I, I believe we are called to stand for Jesus. We are called to. But what are we standing on? Is it our own strength? Or is it His grace? Are we going to stand on His word? Because He will continue to keep us in that. Sometimes we, we, we understand as well that Jesus will bring us through certain things. He'll take us through it to get stuff out of us. Okay, so he knew how Peter was going to deny him. He even said it to him. By the end of the night, this is what's going to happen. Peter's like, no, never. And he's like, well, sorry, Peter. Some more bad news for you. It's actually going to happen like this, and there's going to be a rooster. It's going to crow, and you're going to deny. It. But it comes out, like he comes out the other side, and Peter becomes this... incredible man of God who we read scripture that, that the Holy Spirit inspired him to write. But I reckon he had to go through some of these things to get some of that stuff out of him. So maybe a change of perspective is needed. As the Lord walks us through difficulty, perhaps he's wanting to take some stuff out of us that maybe shouldn't be there. Perhaps the, 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 the journey here for Peter, and we see at the end of this, it says that he broke down and wept when he realized that it happened exactly how Jesus said it would. So he was like, oh man, I've actually done this. And I don't know the, the emotional stuff that he would have walked around with thinking he denied Jesus. You know, the rest of the guys, what would they be saying? <laughs> Peter would be, you're not super Christian anymore, Hey. But he would have had to go through that and work with Jesus on that and what that meant and how he walked through that. But I reckon that sometimes the Lord leads us through these things so that he can bring some stuff out of us that may not be pressed on until you're in that place. What is it that he's wanting to work in you? What is it that he's wanting to work out of you? What is it that he is wanting to do in your heart? Rather than fighting sometimes the situation, look for the presence of God in the midst of it. What is it that he is actually wanting to do? And how can I align my will with his? Take this cup from me, but not my will, yours be done. What is he wanting to do in the midst of it? Here is another thing, and I was reading this, and I'm not going to try and say that the, the, the text says this, but as I was reading it, I felt God kind of quickened this to me. In uh, verse 53, it says, They took Jesus to the high priest and the chief, all the chief priests. The elders and the teachers of the law came together. In verse 50, part of 54, it says, Peter followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. And as, I was, as I was preparing, I was reading that, I, I felt that quick. He followed him from a distance. Beware of distance in your relationship with Jesus. To, to try and follow from a distance, I, I, do you know what I mean by that? It's like, I, I, yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus, but he's kind of over there, and I'm kind of watching. I'm more of like a fan, like I'm cheering him on, and I think he does great stuff. But in terms of proximity, closeness to him, uh, I'm, I'm allowing distance in. I just felt to say, like, be careful not to let distance get in your relationship with Jesus. Follow him closely. He followed from a distance. He was watching, and this is practically working out. They're leading Jesus through, and he's kind of like watching from a distance. You know, if he was right next to him, he would have... You've know, been beaten and, and taken as well, but it's kind of giving space and, and watching from a distance. Follow Jesus closely. How do, you, how do you stay in that place from Lord? I'm going to follow you with my whole life for your whole life by walking closely with Him, not letting distance come in, not letting separation in your relationship with Him come in. Walk with Him intimately and closely. Here's the third thing we see. Peter spoke like he was stronger than the others but fell just like his brothers. Peter's like, "No, nah, everyone else might, but not me." <laughs> Peter's like, "Everyone else might, but not me." No, nah, they might. They may fall, but I'm never going to fall. Again, be careful. Be careful. When you, you, you look at other people and the way they stumble and say, look at them, but not me. Look at, look at their sin, but not mine. Look at how they struggle, but not me. Be careful. Be careful. We all struggle. We're all walking through things. We all have our temptations. We've all got stuff that, that we're walking through in our lives. It may look different to other people. But be careful not to say, "Oh, of course it's them, but never me. Can I read something from, again, from Paul's writing in Galatians? It is this, dear brothers and sisters, if ever come by some sin, okay, so let's hold it there. Another believer, okay, so they're a believer, and they're overcome by sin. Not just having a tough time, they're actually in sin, and they're overcome by sin. You who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. Listen to this, and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourselves. So when we see stuff, another believer overcome by sin, we want to gently and humbly walk alongside them for the purpose of restoration. But we need to watch our own hearts. He says, and you watch out that you don't fall into that too. What's that look like? I can't believe you're going through that. I can't believe that, but never me. Do you get what I'm saying? That kind of elevated attitude that kind of takes you outside of sin. It's like work together, walk together. But know that any of us is one dumb decision away from being in the same position. Any of us in this room is is only one silly decision away from needing someone else to come and walk alongside us. So walk with them gently and humbly. And I love this next bit. I want to get this on my phone cover. It says, if you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Come on, hashtag that. Put that on your bumper sticker. You are not that important. Now, I'm not trying to be mean. But what is he talking about? Your attitude toward others. If you're not willing to help, if you're not willing to walk with, you're not actually that important yourself. Humble yourself and walk alongside. Humble yourself and come with on the journey. Hashtag you are not that important. This is where we kind of get to that point where it's like stop listening to people who are pointing fingers but won't lift a finger to help someone out who, who are kind of like you're the reason you're the issue you're the one goodbye you know if my next door neighbor comes to me and says hey i think the way you spend your money is really bad and then goes back to their house what, what, what am i going to say we're like well that's really nice thank you for your input imaginary neighbor but if someone in my own family says to me hey i think your spending is you know needs to be looked at then I'm possibly going to my heart attitude be okay i will look at that do you know what i mean why because my neighbor's not actually involved in my life my neighbor's not actually there to help and to walk along with as in my imaginary neighbour, my Christian neighbours are, but I'll be like, yeah, okay, that's great great stuff, but because they're part of my family, then I'm going to listen. Listen to your brothers and sisters when they bring things to you as well. But Peter was, he, he made this, everyone else, I don't know, can can I say as well? Just when when God calls you to stand on something, when He make, calls you to make a stand, maybe it's for a certain issue. Just know that not everyone else may have that same conviction at this point. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I hear people that say, "Oh, you! How can you? You're not even a Christian because you don't stand against this." It's like, well, God hasn't given me that strong of a conviction against that. Not that I disagree with you. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, that becomes like the the main thing. And everyone that's not against that thing isn't even a Christian anymore. Can we be careful with that sort of stuff? If God calls you to stand for something, then do it. Obey Him. But don't be surprised if everyone else doesn't have the same strength of conviction in that. And don't point the finger at them. Because they're not doing what you feel God has called you to do. That's on them and God to, 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 to work that out. So we see these three things that, that Jesus, uh, Peter, Peter goes through. But then I want to finish with this. But Jesus. But Jesus. Let's flip back to what Jesus initially said. You ready for this? He says to them. All of you will desert me, for the scriptures say, God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But, everyone say but, but, after I am raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. It didn't finish with Jesus saying, you're going to desert me. It finished with him saying, when I come back from the dead, when, I, when I'm raised from the dead, I'm going to go ahead and meet you in Galilee. Peter cut him off. He actually just listened to the first part and said, never going to happen. Can you like take that word? He says, no, not, never going to happen. When Jesus says, I'm going to go ahead and meet you there. not never going to happen. Is he saying that? I think he actually just cut him off. And so Jesus prepared them for what they were about to walk through. But he also said to them, I'm going to be at the end of it. When you get through that, when I'm risen, you're going to find me in Galilee. I'm going to be there waiting. I will be there. And so Peter had to go through this stuff where he denies Jesus, where he walks away, where he had to work through why he did that. And Then he kind of goes back to fishing. And guess what? Let's read this later on in Mark chapter 16. When they came to the tomb, an angel says to them, go and tell the disciples, including Peter. So make sure Peter gets this one, all right? Because the angel's telling him, go and tell the disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to where? Galilee, hey, he said that. That's what he said before. He was going to meet them in Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. And then we read in John chapter 21, verse 1. It says, Later Jesus appeared again to his disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. And if you read that section of Scripture, you'll see that's where Peter is reinstated and restored. Right where Jesus said he would be. But Jesus. Thank you, Peter, for helping us this morning. And um, you know, many say that Peter was influential in the, the penning of Mark's gospel. I like that he didn't leave that stuff out. <laughs> You know, it could have been just like... And there was this super, really good Christian who never did anything wrong and followed Jesus to the death. His name was Peter. But that wouldn't be true. And so we get to glean from him and the journey that he made. But we know that at the end, Jesus was there. Maybe you think you've missed it. Maybe you think you've blown it. Maybe you think you've gone so far... Off the plan of God. But Jesus. But Jesus. To the heart that will turn to Him and will look to Him for restoration, redemption, forgiveness, salvation. To the heart that will will look to Him, not their own strength, not their own will, but to Him. There is restoration possible, there is grace that is available because of Jesus I don't know how many people I talk to and they're like man I really blew it and I've missed God's whole plan for my life sorry you're not that powerful you're not that important he's going to work out his plan and at every point you get the opportunity to say whoops I missed that but God I want in I may have blown that over there denied you Can we just forget that one? And you know what he says? Sin's forgiven and forgotten. He's not going to stand there and... Hey, Pete. Pete, remember that time? Hey, Peter. Peter gets up to preach on the day of Pentecost. Hey, remember that time you denied? No, it's not like that. If your heart is with him, then he will receive you and walk with you through whatever you need. But Jesus... But Jesus, but Jesus. Can we close our eyes and pray this morning? I want to read a passage just to finish, just over us, which is from Jude. There's no chapter. There's only one chapter. I just want to read this over us, that we would receive the grace that is available to us, to stand and to walk with Jesus all the days of our lives. It says in verse 24, Now all glory to God, who is, able, who is able to keep you from falling away and will bring you with great joy into his glorious presence without a single fault. All glory to him who, is, who alone is God, our Savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are His before all time, and in the present, and beyond time. Amen. To Him who is able to keep you from falling away, and will bring you with great joy into His glorious presence without a single fault. Lord, today we look to You, the one who is able to hold us, to preserve us. We look to You, the one who holds us in His hand. Your promise is that none, we won't be snatched out. Lord, your strength and your might, we look to you to strengthen us, your grace to sustain us. Lord, help us to have humility in our hearts, that we're not trying to stand on our own declaration of our own strength and our own goodness. Lord, but we're going to stand upon yours. Not about what we've done, but what you have done. And I pray for every person in this room, Lord, whose heart is towards you. That you would empower us with your grace to stand. To stand in the moment. To walk through whatever we need to walk through. And to align our hearts with yours in the midst of it. We praise you for who you are. And we thank you. We thank you. That you're always before us. You've already gone ahead. You even tell us that you've gone ahead to prepare a room. That you'll see us on the other side. So we thank you, Lord, for encouraging us today, strengthening us today, giving grace again today. Just while everyone's still focusing on the Lord, if you're you're here this morning and, you know, you particularly feel that you've been trying to do it in your own strength, whether it's your own declaration or your own way of trying to do things, I want to pray for you in particular. So, if that's you, can you just give me a wave? Just pop your hand in the air. You want, yeah, you want God's way, His strength. Well, Father, I thank you for these people. God, I thank you for their confession even this morning, for their need for your grace. Lord, where they've been trying to do it in their own strength. And in your grace, you've almost let them come to the end of themselves. We pray for that transfer today, where they walk in the grace that has been afforded to them in Christ Jesus, where they access the grace that is on their lives in Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Lord, for strength in the midst, strength to stand not of themselves, but in you, in your might and in your power. And we just thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au.